On this episode, we're joined by John Hall, who is the Group Managing Director of Mortgages at OSB Group. So today we're going to get his views on the current and future state of digital innovation within the mortgage market and discuss his plans for the lending brands within OSB Group. So John, firstly, thank you for joining us today. Um, for those that aren't familiar with OSB Group, can you give us a bit of background about the company? Uh, hi Mark, thank you very much for inviting me in here. Um, so OSB Group um, is obviously a FTSE 250 listed uh, business, it's a specialist bank. Um, I like to refer to it as the specialist bank in, in the UK, mm-hmm. um, although I think uh, the, there's a number of others in our space that, uh, that operate in that way. Um, so, you know, Aldermore, Shawbrook, um, for, to name but two, Paragon. Um, so uh, there's three particular uh, lending uh, brands that I'm responsible for. Um, so I joined, what, November 2021, so only just now, just gone more than six months as the Group Managing Director of Mortgages. Um, and so the lending brands that I'm responsible for, obviously Precise Mortgages, uh, Canada Alliance for Intermediaries um, and Interbay. Um, and then also within the group, we've got uh, two other lending businesses, Interbay Asset Finance and Heritable Development Finance as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, a pretty, pretty broad ranging uh, lending business. Um, and our loan book uh, is about 21 billion. That's at the end of uh, the Q1 results that we, we announced. So we're just in, in the process of completing our Q2 results as a listed business as well. So uh, uh, lots to uh, lots to get my teeth into in, in a relatively short space of time. Sounds good. And yeah, before we dive into talking about those brands in a bit more detail, um, can you talk a bit about your personal background? <laughs> uh, personal background, yeah. Okay. Uh, so, uh, so, yep. Um, my, my background, I guess, is, is fairly unusual in terms of the, the kind of the mortgages um, product manufacturing distribution space. My, my, my background goes back to PwC originally, mm-hmm. so uh, trained with PwC, uh, spent uh, a number of years with them, including a couple of years over in Bermuda, um, so lived abroad for a couple oh, of years. Okay. Uh, we, might, we come back to that one. Hmm. Uh, and then, uh, then I, I kind of left PwC, joined Aviva, so hence some experience with a, a FTSE listed business. I was with Aviva for a number of years uh, and then uh, got more involved in specialist lending just over 20 years ago uh, with a business called Central Trust, mm-hmm. which was a mortgage broker and mortgage lender. Um, and following there, I, uh, I went to Saffron Building Society initially as uh, a CFO, um, hence my kind of financial background, um, and, and lat- more latterly there for three years as the CEO uh, of Saffron Building Society. Um, back in 2014, I left to, uh, to join uh, a firm called Masthaven, uh, which at the time was a relatively uh, small bridging lender. Uh, and and took the business through its banking license uh, application authorization and uh, took to market. So mm-hmm. I was with Masthaven for six to seven years as managing director, and luckily as the chief commercial officer and deputy CEO. Um, and uh, and then uh, after that, joined a firm called Aspinall for about mm-hmm. eight months, which was another kind of startup bank. Um, and was uh, then obviously uh, got involved in in the process to to join. OSB uh, group and um, and and for me um, it, it was a culmination of all those years in in specialist lendings to have mm. that have that kind of opportunity to join what what I believe is is kind of one of the best businesses in the market um, mm-hmm. in terms of lending in terms of distribution through intermediaries uh, fantastic team uh, high achieving business um, always goes about things in the right way so mm-hmm. for me it was like 
culmination of of kind of hesitate to call it kind of dreams and ambitions but mm. um, it, for me it's the dream job mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know I, I love um, being involved in lending in the UK um, it doesn't matter what sort of challenges there are I think um, mm. there's, there's great opportunities as well and uh, and this for me was a was a fantastic role to, to join mm-hmm. uh, join a very successful team and a, and a fantastic business as I say just over six months ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Brilliant so you joined uh, in November um, what's yeah. been your sort of main focus since you joined? Um, well, it, it just feels like um, my feet haven't really kind of stopped hitting the ground and running. I mm-hmm. think um, having having three lending businesses, um, mm-hmm. I, I think it, it, it's been a kind of fantastic opportunity to get to get all of those three lending businesses working together. I think mm-hmm. that that clearly was a was a priority. Um, I think. Um, you know, OSB Group is, is obviously the coming together of uh, what was Charter Savings and what was One Savings mm-hmm. Bank. So, so actually, um, that integration was was done, um, you know, very productively in the, in the kind of previous twelve to eighteen months before I joined. So, so really, I've I've had the the fantastic opportunity to kind of what I would frame as uh, get lending going on all cylinders, which which means a number of things really. Um, I've expressed it to the teams internally in terms of. Um, first thing is is obviously communicating at our best. We've got those lending brands. It's about how we present that, the, the reason um, each of those lending brands exists to market and making sure that's clear as, as to how they all fit together. Um, secondly, it's about excellence and experience. So making sure that um, you know the, the front end and, and the origination side of the lending businesses is as integrated as possible with the operational side. So working very closely with the underwriting teams mm. um, to, to make sure that's all joined up in terms of making sure it's a, a, an experience that, that kind of stands out end to end and that everything works together. So and, and also doing quite a bit of preparatory work, which we may well come on to in terms of um, what what does good engagement look like for intermediaries what well, you know what's what's going to kind of create a service proposition that's mm-hmm. going to that's going to stand out so that that excellence and experience is, is really important and, and clearly the other one is to make sure that the the distribution the sales team that we have um, is organized to to kind of to you know develop in the way that, that our intermediaries are developing and, and make sure that we have a, a kind of um, you know face off with with our intermediary partners to make sure mm-hmm. that we're, we're kind of operating there so so that kind of um, leading kind of sales experience has been particularly critical and then fundamentally about um, lending clearly mm. um, again you know it's all about communicating but also have making sure that the products that we develop in both you know the the kind of the bicycle market the residential market the commercial market semi-commercial bridging um, you know they all kind of um, operate in the way that that um, the market needs them and, mm-hmm. and and I've been looking to establish a rhythm of change probably two or three times a month in terms of making sure that there's a regular okay. supply of, of new service and product offerings to the market which which my team have responded really really mm. well to in all and all of that mm. so so when you go through those those are what I kind of go with as being like the four pillars which I'll, I'll probably get quite bored boring about in terms of repeating because I'm tend to forget things so I'll make sure I repeat the same things um, but those feel like the fan- fundamentals of, mm. of any good lending business it's making sure that mm. all of those things work together so that's really where where it's been most focused so you know you will, will have seen things like uh, we relaunched our commercial proposition into Interbay uh, in the beginning of mm-hmm. uh, January um, you know, we, we've then obviously gone through a number of refreshes, the price select ranges most recently. Um, we launched a new Kent Reliance residential range in February, mm-hmm. um, and you, you know, precise is now back into the mortgage mar- into the bridging market as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and and we, we've launched uh, Interbay into kind of more heavy refurb bridging mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. So pretty much across all of those different businesses mm-hmm. um, over the last six months has been kind of a lot of activity, and that's 
obviously also having to respond to um, you know a number of interest rate rises and, mm. and product shifts within the market, which has been really mm. um, you know re really interesting to deal with. As, and and as, a, as businesses, I don't think many businesses have had to kind of respond to significant raising of interest rates while, most recently. Yeah. So yeah. getting into that rhythm mm. uh, of being able to kind of respond um, to that in a in a kind of in an organised and a controllable way um, mm -hmm. has been has been really um, you know one of the one of the achievements I'm I'm quite you know pretty pleased with with the way that our business has responded mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. as as best we can. I mean, there's obviously um, you know as long as you keep a, a, an open communication to the to intermediaries as to where yes. service is at, at the moment, expectation management is really important mm. for intermediaries to know what they need to um, to be doing and, and and managing their own clients. And as much as possible, we've tried to kind of just keep on the front foot in terms of some of the yes. communication we've been issuing out there because communication is key, really. Mm. It's been an incredibly busy time for the market generally, hasn't mm. it? It's been a bit of a uh, sort of precedent in many ways. Um, so if we think about, you mentioned the kind of three really well-established uh, lending brands in the, the group. Would you be able to talk a bit about your sort of digital plans for uh, Kent Reliance for Intermediaries, Precise Mortgages and Interbay? Yeah, I mean, I think... Um, you know, uh, we've worked together before, Mark, haven't we, on on digitisation in terms of what we what we've done, and uh, and I think um, it, it's it's interesting the way that the, the the kind of the mortgage market is is developing. I think I think there's it, it's coming a long way in the last kind of eighteen months relative to what it was before, but mm. it's got a long way to travel. And actually, I think wh where it's being driven from to a degree is actually coming from the intermediaries. Mm -hmm. um, I think we're seeing, you know, in various conversations, whether it's with LNG or MAB or others, um, you know, th those those organisations are putting a lot of effort into making sure that the the digital offering to their to their advisors is is as powerful as possible. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they're they're providing a lot more kind of tool sets, access to information, and and kind of joined up. Um, kind of sourcing and, and selection of products a lot a lot closer to the intermediary mm -hmm. um, and I think that's where quite a lot of the drive of, of digital energy is mm. um, and 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 from a lender's perspective I think it's important for us to try and kind of maintain our kind of momentum uh, as, as those intermediaries are driving driving that kind of market at the moment um, and so that's that's where I've, I've spent quite a bit of time over the last kind of handful of months just Understanding where the intermediaries see that their proposition is going, because because mm -hmm. at the end of the day, that's that's kind of where we've got to make sure that that there's not a, a kind of drop off in experience mm. um, that borrowers and, and and advisors have when they go through intermediary sourcing and then come to the lender. That's that's where the challenge is, and I think I think there is a big challenge for the mortgage market. I think mm. it, it it hasn't really progressed um, as much as as other kind of financial services um, arenas. So whether you're thinking about unsecured lending and personal loans, whether you're thinking about current accounts, whether you're thinking about insurance mm. um, and the sourcing and, and kind of access to insurance products as well, I think mortgages is, is, one, is kind of lagging behind. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I think and it, it's very much up to the, the kind of, you know, the, the suppliers of product and, 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 and kind of the customer relationship to kind of step that up. So, so for me, digital, digitization, use, use of data and an analytics, um, in the mortgage market has got a long way to go, but I think it's on the on the right journey. Mm. Um, and I think what what we've got to do is to make sure we we do things like as much as possible provide um, personalization of mm -hmm. product at the front end to to kind of the the, the advisor and the borrower. Um, we've got to try and improve our self-serving 
self-service capabilities, particularly on uh, areas such as retention, mm -hmm. um, so mature product maturity or change mm -hmm. of details. I think those are simple areas that we, we've got to improve mm -hmm. on. And the third element is about communication. Um, I think that um, you know, as I said, you know, communication is for me one of the most critical kind of factors in, in any kind of partnership relationship. Um, you know, business dealings, it's, it's really important. And I think sometimes the, the way in which technology is used in the mortgage market, um, it doesn't really help that communication process to the advisor and to the customer to know what's the current status. It's, mm. you know, pe people aren't really asking for much more than just, can you just keep me informed? Mm. Um, and, and sometimes when things get busy, um, you know, actually that's the first thing that gets dropped is that communication. And, and really what we've got to try and find a way of doing is using, using technology, using data, using kind of digital techniques um, to actually make that communication process as repeatable and as consistent and actually step up mm -hmm. the communication when things get busy because naturally it goes the other way around. Mm. We, tend, we tend to forget about it or, or we put it to the back of the queue. Mm. Um, so I think, I think there's, there's a number of ways that, that kind of digital can, can start to develop. Um, and I do take quite a lot of, um, you know, inspiration, I guess, from from other other kind of businesses that I think do do use digital very well, and other experiences that I think use use mm -hmm. digital really well. It's really up to us in the mortgage market, I think, to try and almost catch up in the first instance. Yes, yes. And it's funny when we do research, we speak to brokers. A lot of what they're asking isn't, you know, technologically that advanced necessarily. It is much more around yeah, communication and access to status updates around cases and things like that. Some of the, the basics around passing of data electronically mm. that, that, that other sectors, particularly we do a lot of stuff in the insurance world, is you know probably coming out to a decade ahead in terms of the, the, the kind of general capabilities in the market. Yeah, well messaging, I mean messaging, we all use messaging, don't we, in WhatsApp, mm. in, in kind of text messages and whatever. Um, so I think, you know, if you look at insurance, uh, you know, there's a business in the States called Lemonade. Mm. Um, I'm sure you, you've looked at them as well. And, and, and actually all of their communication with, typically it's direct to consumer, but all their communication is done through, through messaging and yeah. using kind of, um, you know, smart um, kind of in, you know, analysis and, and, and kind of next steps to use that messaging to, to kind of maintain a communication. Um, I think people are very clever, people are very smart that say, I can tell when it's not real. Mm. I can tell when I'm not actually making progress. So, so getting the right balance between communicating something which is which is useful mm. um, and something which is actually I'm wasting my time here. Time is a precious commodity, mm. um, and if, if you're communicating in a way that kind of just isn't really adding any value to that that kind of engagement, then and I think it can very quickly turn people off the other way. Yeah. Um, so you you've got to be you've got to be very thoughtful about the way in mm. which you you engage in that that mm -hmm. two way communication process and actually do something with the information that comes back to you which is the other part of the challenge, that we tend to be quite good at pushing information back out, mm. um, but sometimes actually receiving, you know, receiving information back in, communications back in, and actually acting upon it in a joined up way, mm. I think is, is the challenge. And I think that's where, you know, in a specialist lending business, it's really important that we get the right balance between actually kind of digitize and automate some of the, the more kind of um, standard communication processes, mm -hmm. Um, and actually make sure that when we're receiving communication back, that's when the, the value of people really comes in yes. because that's where you get a lot more in kind of interpretive um, responses mm. and, and intelligent action. Mm. So I think that's, particularly in specialist lending, I think that's really important to then yes. use use the kind of information you're receiving back in a, mm. in a, thoughtful, in a thoughtful way. Um, and that's where we want to try and put, I think, you know, as a market, mm. we then need to start thinking about how we use the, the yes. kind of raft of um, very talented individuals that, a number of specialist lenders have got across their business mm. to do things that 
actually you know people mm. kind of are best positioned to do getting that balance right i think yes. is quite quite difficult yes i guess if you think about the brands within the group you know particularly Kent reliance for intermediaries and, and precise or interbay as well um people come to you because they want that human decision ultimately yeah. it's sort of a key component but the converse of that is you don't want sort of the humans in the business necessarily doing manual repetitive tasks yeah. they don't need to do so it's that balance isn't it between sort of automating and freeing them up effectively yeah i mean yeah the, the, i mean it's clear that that precise has the more kind of technologically led um kind of scorecard data yeah. data led decisioning um and, and slicker um obviously kent is you know we we kind of use this handcrafted um kind of description of what we do it's much yeah. more kind of flexible got a very very flexible lending policy um, and and a very kind of um, experienced set of, of of underwriters behind that as well mm. that that can kind of um, help navigate uh, navigate that policy and obviously interbaying commercial commercial lending itself so be commercial very mm -hmm. complicated mm. Um, you know you've got larger uh, larger portfolio landlords um, you know much more kind of thinking about numbers of properties significant numbers of properties and and have structuring um, challenges that they want to push through as well mm -hmm. um, so so you know that needs a, a, a very experienced underwriter to mm. kind of help navigate that process but that doesn't mean that there's not degrees of as, as you know there's not degrees of kind of use of technology and digital that can can kind of help navigate that mm. um, and, uh, and and make sure that those those specialist underwriters are used in the right place mm -hmm. Now, for you, you mentioned earlier the the Masthaven Broker Portal mm. project, which we had the opportunity to work together a few years ago on. And I think I think it'd be fair to say that that really pushed pushed the the boundaries really in terms of bridging and development finance of you know what was possible through automation for certain cases, and even where a case couldn't be necessarily automated, and auto did really use and making it a digital journey the application process and using all the kind of assistive technologies mm. around that. Do you think that the bridging and and, and commercial world? Will ever really catch up from an experience point of view to the, the broader mortgage market uh, from a sort of digital perspective? I think it's a really interesting one, actually. I think I think in some ways some of some of the the, the requirements of those specialist markets could actually lead the wider mortgage market itself. So I think okay. I think you've you've definitely got um, you know the, the thought that we put behind Masthaven's um, short-term lending portal was really just to make sure that actually if you needed. A, a simple decision up front, mm. which had limited engagement, then, then allow allow an intermediary to, to kind of self-serve that point. So so actually it became kind of, you, you had a layering approach there that said, look, we're, we're gonna allow you to personalize what you what service you get here. Mm. If you want a quick quote, we'll give you the facility to be able to do that. Um, actually, if you want, to, you know, within within certain parameters, you could also get a, an automated decision back, which was unusual in the bridging market because mm. everything typically was was being kind of had to be touched by somebody. And so there was a degree of skepticism at the start that said, you know, where somebody said, you know, this is an auto accept, really in bridging, is that really what's mm. going to happen? Um, and and yeah, I mean, there's certain parameters that that works. And then when you want a credit back decision, well, that's the service that you want. Sometimes it takes a bit longer to to kind of get that that kind of you know human in intervention on something um, but you get to select that as an intermediary and you can make that clear to your client that says you know actually well this is the service that we're now going for and why we're doing it um, and and actually what it did was it meant that the resources that we had were, were able to be kind of focused on the bits that, that the intermediary was choosing that service and that was really important but up front the intermediary was able to give immediate terms immediate kind of credit non you know credit back terms to, to borrowers just indicative mm. so this is the type of thing um, yeah. and, and and what you're doing is you're starting to build up you know the, the advisor starting to get um, commitment from their borrower 
um, using that information. And that commitment builds up all the time mm -hmm. to the point where actually you're starting to engage, they're engaging real time, you're engaging real time in, in, mm. in what the proposition is going to look like. These things change so much. Mm. Um, and I think that kind of layering and, and self-selection is something that the I think the wider um, specialist lending market can yeah. can actually start to, to leverage from as mm -hmm. well, um, and it and it's just as applicable within commercial lending mm. um, and and other specialist lending types as well. There will always be um, a cookie cutter type, you know, main, mainstream bank doing the this is the way it fits and it goes straight through. It doesn't mm. touch the sides. It doesn't need to touch anything else, and and, and there's no complexity to it. Um, and and that you know that route will 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 always be built. Mm. But actually, those systems are typically they start to fall apart. We all know when we're dealing with airlines at the moment or anything else. When when things kind of move slightly outside of yes. of that kind of narrow, this goes straight through. Things start to get complicated, and 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 that's where I think you know specialist lending and specialist markets have a particular. Um, you know, re powerful response in that mm. we can help navigate that. So, so let's not draw our, our kind of lines too too thinly because I think that will kind of lose the markets that we're in. Let's make mm. sure that we actually kind of are able to adapt our, our services to the way in which advisors want to help their cu their customers, and actually make sure we can you know put proper intelligent in, in, you know interaction at the right stage of a mm. of a process. Um, and I think that's what that's what we did with the. the you know the short term lending portal. It was part part of a wider um, intermediary kind of website piece where we you know we integrated it with knowledge you know with knowledge bank as well, which was important because again we want to provide services for research, um, calculators and tools for 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 you know advisors as well. Mm. So we want to play want to have a, a place where you can come and actually you know help you on that that journey. Mm. And that's mm. that's what we did in the wider sense with the portal as well. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. um, it kind of fitted into a, a wider. Um, specialist landing intermediary site as well yes. that we put together. Yes. So and it, and it seemed to work, as you say, it seemed to work well. Um, and and, it, and directionally, since we did that, there's been a lot more technology flow into bridging um, yep. over, over the last kind of eighteen months, two years or so. Um, mm. Certainly, you know, the, the, you know, those markets have kind of looked to look to kind of move that yes. know, move that digitization agenda forward mm. more more so than maybe even some of the the other kind of lending <laughs> markets that we're in that are, mm. are bigger. Yeah. Um, but um, I think there's there's a obviously good learning that you could have from different lending types. Mm, mm. Yes, I guess there has also I think seen a bit of a broadening of capabilities in some certain mortgage brokers as well as the the, the kind of the world's got more complex, branching out into specialists as well. So you're starting to see within certain mortgage brokers, you know, brokers with actually lots of different lenders, and I think the expectation of experience is starting to to uh, increase now. It is a bit far behind other industries, but there yeah. are certain lenders offering you. Sort of much better experiences for brokers. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's a really difficult one, isn't it? Because um, you know, the, the the advisor at the end of the day, the, and and the, is really wanting to get multiple kind of decisions fed back to the central place where the advisor is doing the research. Yeah. Um, and and actually then be able to say, yeah, that's the one I want to go with, and then and then have that that journey consistently applied all the way through to the end of the process to completion, and and then ideally, if there's, if there's anything you want to do after you, your loan's completed. Um, further advances or retention, you know, yes. maturity, product maturity. They want that consistency of experience, and mm. that—that's the one that, that's, I think, the biggest challenge at the moment. A number of a, a number of firms have done some fantastic integrations you know, to a point of the process, mm. um, and they they bring all of that back. But but it's actually the end to end that's mm. the, that is the one that's that I think is is kind of proving um, a, a slightly bigger challenge. And I think I think it reflects the fact that 
a mortgage isn't an unsecured loan. It's not. It's not a one one off. And you know, a mortgage has a you know, there's there's a reason why. There's you know, it's all linked obviously to your, to your property, and there's your people mm-hmm. are using their properties in lots of different ways at the moment, um, and, and it fits to to what they're trying to do with their lives. And 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 yet, you know, the mortgage transaction is 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 kind of structured from a technology perspective, really quite. In, in a binary sense, you get to mm. completion, you put it on and you service it and you, you know, there's no sense that actually it all needs to be brought together as part of the, you know, the, the kind of relationship that an advisor has with the borrower mm. over a longer period of time. Um, and, and you need to be able to fulfill, you know, be there at the, that point. And I, I think there's, there's just a disconnect in the way that, that kind of systems have been built with a view to how a market operates and actually how, how borrowers and advisors really want a market mm. to operate going forward. And, and we're just at, at that point, I think, at the moment where um, people are trying to work out how they how they bridge that. Because mm. I think they've they've been trying to, you know, we've, we, you can do it two ways. You know, one is you do it incrementally, with, but then it's a bit like you know, you can't eat the elephant in you know in, in one go, or you can't leap the canyon in in kind of in in multiple steps. You've got to make a big change, I think, to the mm. way in which you you kind of respond to the way that consumer behavior is changing mm. um, and I think we're just in that period where people are trying to work it out yes. and, uh, and and kind of work out you know do you go from one big provider to a number of um, providers that you integrate together mm-hmm. uh, I mean I'm you're a, you're a technologist mark I'm not so like, but it's it's how do you can kind of provide that mm. experience um, and, and unfortunately I think you know the, there's there tends to be two schools of thought you either go for the big the big system solution from one provider mm-hmm. that, that kind of tries to tick all those boxes and that's quite difficult mm. um, or you try and integrate together the best of, of you know, best of breed in a number of different ways yeah. um, and, and make sure that that solution kind of you know works for for how how people are trying to, mm. to navigate and I think in the mortgage market we haven't quite worked out what the right mm. solution is yet yes. Um, and, and make that happen. And we're seeing a lot of sort of industry initiatives from third party platforms um, with some great ideas, really trying to push things forward. However, that final leg of connectivity into lenders, they are you know big struggles that are mm. not unique to, well, they're fairly common in many lenders around legacy platforms, a lack of just data communication that can be done electronically in between uh, internal systems. They've got monolithic legacy systems, which pose their own challenges. But also, I guess, there's the we're still at a point where brokers, if the rate's good, has been good, uh, they will still put up with a certain service to this point around, you know, technology. And I do wonder, I mean, will it start to become more of a competitive advantage? You know, will it start to, the technology speed of turnaround uh, really start to, sort of, yeah, become a bit more of a competitive advantage in reality for brokers that will sort of feed into decisions and, um, and where business is actually placed? Yeah, I mean, I think certainly certainly service is one of the aspects that, you know, it, and that, that will differentiate, mm. um, and and it's one of the key factors clearly that that's that's there when a when a uh, you know, an advice a piece of advice is being being delivered. Um, I, I think that, um, that there's no one there's no one approach. You you, you 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 can't compete on price. You can't purely compete on um, mm. on, on on service. But it's about joining the whole proposition together. And I think the other the other element that's increasingly the case in the mortgage market is actually. It's it's that lifetime relationship that's that's so that's so mm-hmm. critical. It's a lifetime relationship between the borrower or an advisor and, and and the ultimate and and the advisor, but also the lender relationship is important. So so it's not just about 
you know, a one-off hit. You've got to make yeah. sure that the maturity and the reversion experience is good, that the further yeah. advanced experience is good. And that, that takes a whole, you know, in a number of different ways, that takes a whole kind of re reimagining of the way in which the, the communication and, and the kind of the technology experience is, is delivered. And that, that takes time to, mm. to kind of work on that yeah. basis. So, so I think that, um, as ever with these things, you've got to be competitive on, in, in a number of different spaces. Um, one is that one clearly will be service. Another one will be competitive around around price, mm -hmm. um, and, and and make sure that, that there's consistency there. But um, you know, I, I think it's about making sure that in the in the in the ra most rounded sense that you're able to kind of deliver on the promise that you you're giving. Mm. Um, and I think that's the probably the biggest kind of issue with with advisors is, is you know at the end of the day they're, they're dealing with a, a customer. And, and they need to know that from a technology perspective or service perspective, from a product performance perspective, um, in a number of different ways, the product that they are, they are advising and taking forward for their customer actually performs in every way mm. in the way that, um, that, that they've explained it and that they've, they've kind of believed it would be, mm. it would be happening with, with that particular lender. Um, and, and that's why you know, it's, in, it's so important that there's so many good outcomes that need to be delivered. It's not just one dimension. Mm. Um, you know, you need to deliver against a, a multitude of, of dimensions that says the products and the service that, that you're delivering um, lives up to the promise that you, you know, that the expectation, reasonable yep. expectation that advisors and customers have as well. Yes. Um, and and you don't want to be in a position where the technology is a barrier to that, mm. um, because then there's all sorts of, you know, negative connotations that come about in terms of, you know, the, the customer experience and their and their engagement, their satisfaction, their retention. Um, and also just the, some of the other outcomes that you want to make sure that are good, um, are good outcomes for the for the customer mm -hmm. at the end of the day. The product performs in the way that it's supposed to, whether that's service, price, mm. other features, criteria. Um, you know, yeah. it all needs to perform um, mm. together, really. Yeah, it certainly does feel like momentum's building in the mortgage sector. I think so. Really I really do think so. I think um, you know the, the the mortgage sector itself over the last well number of years has been through through quite a, a kind of a transformation that hasn't necessarily manifested itself in 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 a, a differentiated customer experience mm. um, you know yes you know obviously we've been through regulatory reviews and we've been through commercial reviews and and actually the mortgage market is is very well functioning but it hasn't it hasn't kind of transitioned to to being a, a sector you'd point to uh, and go look that's a, that's a differentiated kind of yes. proposition yeah. um, but I do think it's 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 moving in that right direction. There is the adoption of, um, you know, of, of open banking a lot more, of APIs that integrate, um, you know, the use of kind of robotics, you know, in terms of automating process, mm -hmm. um, both in terms of the mainstream and in and the specialist markets as well. Mm -hmm. And we use that, we use all of those techniques across, across our business at the moment, mm -hmm. and we obviously want to be using them more. Um, and, and I think it is, it, it's moving in that direction. Yeah. And I do think, as I said, I think I think the intermediaries are driving that. Mm. I think they they know what experience they're trying to do. They're, they're trying to deliver to their their borrowers. I think that there's definitely a sense that that's happening. Um, there's also that kind of the borrower behaviour is looking to drive a, a, yes. a lot of that as well. So mm. so I think expectations of what was once good enough and and would have would have stayed have, have, are kind of shifting quite mm. exponentially. So um, you know it, it's it's something that I think we'll continue to see um, accelerate mm. as well. Yes. I'd be interested uh, to get your thoughts, given your kind of broader financial services experience. Um, we're a couple of years into the fintech neobank journey. Um, what are some of the lessons, as a kind of broad market, what are some of the lessons that you think we could learn from some of the successes and failures so far? Um, it's, a, it's a very uh, 
very well framed question. I think. I think. I think um, that there is what we have seen is a, a number of different kind of practices, um, particularly from those businesses that are what I would call kind of platform businesses, you know, current account mm-hmm. providers, um, that that show the advantage of a couple of things. One is some really quite straightforward, you know, technology on on kind of account opening, origination, etc. What what we've seen is you know some really good good use of technology to, to kind of make make origination and and kind of communication with 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 customers much more kind of progressive. Um, I think that there has also been some clear kind of uh, you know, sort of gaps in, in in some of the how some of these things are applied and and really what it does sometimes is make sure that you've got to go to these things and make sure that risk is at the forefront of. Mm. of of some of that experience, risk management is really important, as well as a good customer experience. And getting the blend of those things together, mm. um, I think, is really important. So, you know, whether you're a Monzo or a Starling or uh, N26, where, where account opening is happening, you've actually got to make sure it's it's done in a controlled fashion, and, and, and risk is is part of that that equation because it protects the customer as well as the organisation. So, mm. I think. That that took a bit of time to kind of understand, you know, in terms of getting those those things balanced. I think though that that appears to be there now. Um, I think um, I think as much as anything, the the kind of the, the fintech um, kind of initiative, if you like, has has really required everybody else to up their game. Mm. So I think um, you know I think there is a has been a definite progression in by you know by the by the, some of the larger banks and particularly in current account provision. Uh, whereby they've actually stepped up their game, knowing that they've been challenged in a number of different different places, um, and and they're doing that in terms of kind of commu- ability to communicate tools and services that, that are offered through technology as well, um, and, and kind of improving some of the kind of particularly app based kind of um, current account banking, which is now pretty pretty progressive from everybody. Mm. Um, I don't think necessarily that um, that there is anything differentiating in in some of the fintech. Um, side of things that you can't get in in kind of you know mainstream current account banking. Yeah. So so the, the the piece for me in in terms of the opportunity in the future is actually to go well actually where are those those areas where um, you know you need specialist engagement um, and and how do you deliver that in complementary fashion with mm. with technology and I think that's the bit where where I haven't yet seen any anything kind of material shift um, in, in kind of. The use of technology in some of those specialist markets, and I think mm. that's where there still is a lot of opportunity. Mm. Um, but um, you know, I, I think certainly in terms of shaking up incumbents to respond more yes. progressively and more actively is, is certainly one of the biggest successes of, of kind of the fintech um, investment that's happened, as opposed to a material shift in kind of um, mm. you know the, the, the kind of who you're choosing for for, for you know being a, a particular provider, and, mm. and, and that of itself is. You know that, that's a, that's a very worthy outcome. It's not yeah. probably all that the fintechs are looking for, but mm. um, you know I think it, certainly we've seen that shift and and, and and that kind of shake up that says that you've got to step up to this mm. and, and communicate with your customers in a, in a much more progressive way. And I think that's that's also happening mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. as well. So, but I think we're at the early stages. Um, you know, I, I think we really are still at early stages in terms of how how kind of um, technology may kind of reshape. Mm. Reshape markets going forward, um, mm-hmm. and, and insurance is a is a classic. I mean, it's, it's much more kind of um, further developed, I think, than some of the lending markets in yes. terms of how um, how instantaneous decisions are reached, how personalised offers are made to that individual, personalised pricing and personalised products, um, and your ability to then kind of manage your products and, and manage mm. that kind of um, you know that service experience you want yep. self serve. 
Um, I think it's much more progressed in, 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 insur yes. in, in insurance market and in other markets. I think mm. lending markets have got a way to go. Yes. There's a couple of things. I think firstly, the, from the customer expectation point of view and the user research we do, we do see borrowers talk about, oh, if, you know, if I can open a bank account using digital ID, why can't I provide that to my lender or conveyance, etc. So I think that's kind of feeding through as well. Um, it's interesting in the insurance market. We've seen, because we do work with insurers as well, there has been in, in some sort of areas of insurance a bit of a race to the bottom and commoditization, uh, uh, particularly if you think about aggregator websites mm. and people that buy a policy based on this aggregated you know, sort of, uh, uh, solution, they find out when they come to claim, well, actually, that was such a stripped down policy uh, uh, that I can't actually you know, necessarily make a claim. So it's been interesting to see how that market's really kind of, I think really sort of split into two, where the Lloyds brokers and that kind of more specialist uh, mm -hmm. uh, um, insurance has come, you know, has, has really kind of carried on and grown even in that market. It's, it's, it's kind of split out in those two different ways. So I think that's probably the way we'll see um, the mortgage market. And I think, I think the, the thing that jumps out there is you, you've got to provide the tools and the services and, and experience to people to, to do as much as possible mm. themselves with clearly, you know, sometimes that could be through an advisor or it could be di directly. Um, and, and allow them to kind of flex and personalize and configure mm -hmm. as much as possible on their side yeah. um, and, and provide all those, those tools and services and that experience. And, and, then, and then you can follow, make sure that the route they're able to follow through is consistent with, with that. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, but always, I th you know, I've always kind of, as, you know, we started with this concept of human and digital and, and I still believe that, that it's how you blend those things together yes. as much as possible, mm -hmm. kind of make, make a difference, particularly mm -hmm. in specialist markets. Yes. So if we think, sort of, again, sort of keeping broad, thinking about the market, um, are there any sort of technologies or trends that particularly excite you at the moment? <laughs> um, I'm not a technologist, so, <laughs> so again, I'll, I'll come back to it. I think, I think um, you know, just, just looking at a, a few things that are going on, I think are, are quite interesting. Um, I, I, I think the best, the best ones actually are where, where again, communication is, and there's sharing of information across, across a value chain. So if you're buying a house, if you're undertaking a survey, um, you know, you're kind of arranging a mortgage, you've got to go through a legal process, valuation process, it's quite complicated and it's in lots of people's different, lots of people's hands. So I think anything that kind of go, that, that has everybody on the same page, mm -hmm. um, because as soon as things get a bit complicated, other people have started to do it, you started to second guess where something's at. Mm -hmm. So I think there are, there are technologies at the moment, um, I think, you know, using blockchain type, you know, transfer of information, through, through different parts of a, of a process, which means everybody sees the same yes. view of something. I think that is, is going to be quite, that, that, that could be quite, quite transformational because mm. I think you know, then, then, then human behavior is that, you know, I'm not trying to second guess and, yes. and try and understand it and I'll put my own slant on it. That's, that's the current status. Everybody sees the same thing. Um, and yep. actually you can then get a lot more kind of um, synergy out of that mm. by saying actually I use that piece of that that's relevant to the, the stage I'm, I'm looking at as well so so I think anything like block I think blockchain is quite an interesting one mm -hmm. um, because I think it does allow kind of a, a, a you know a, a 360 view of a piece of information for everybody and everybody go yeah we're all on the same page so mm -hmm. I think that that's a really interesting one um, other than that I think you know the, the way in which um, you know a, you know sort of information and data can be exchanged mm -hmm. um, I think I think is quite exciting um, for, for me I think um, I think it's really important that that actually a, cust a customer or an advisor is put in control of as much information as possible in terms of seeing um, you know what's going on in a, with a particular kind of case mm -hmm. or, or a particular account or their own you know whatever yeah. element of borrowing um, and then is able to kind of configure with 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 a provider 
um, what happens next. Yeah. Um, so so that idea of collaboration and and, and kind of um, you know self you know self configuring or, or, or configuring and personalizing, I think that's particularly mm -hmm. um, you know, particularly important. But at the moment, that that particular journey is one that I think is a is a challenging one to get on. Yeah. Um, so, you know, so I think that you know that that's the bit that you go. Yeah. That there's some real opportunity to kind of make mm -hmm. use mm -hmm. technology and people together in a much more kind of joined up fashion. Mm -hmm. um, so I think there's things that are moving forward and are, are moving at a pace, mm -hmm. and there's other things where you just go. Actually, there's a, a fair bit of work still to do on that. Yes. So you're not holding all your meetings internally in the metaverse yet, for example. N or no, quite yet. <laughs> <laughs> not even time for that. Yeah, yeah. Give, give that a bit of time. Yeah. So actually, I think interesting. You mentioned you were working in Bermuda. I've got to ask you before we sort of wrap up. Um, yeah, this was a while ago. Were you an early pioneer of home working from Bermuda? No, I didn't. Ago, no, 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 no. So I, I, I moved over there. Oh, okay. So, yeah, yeah. I moved over there. So, so I was, I worked over there for a couple of years. Interesting. So, yeah, what was no, your role I, over there? Was... Uh, so yeah, just worked for for BWC over there for a couple okay. of years. So just you know, working in banking. Um, mm. So banking, hotel clients. Yeah. Um, insure a lot of insurance as well. So, Brilliant. so no, I, that that was uh, that was very much kind of. Uh, uh, a, a lifestyle choice to go okay. away for a couple of years and, and, and so, use that, and it, you know, it's, a, it's obviously a, a hotbed of, uh, of financial services as well. Yes. So you get you get an international perspective. You know, we had a lot of American and Canadian clients as well. Mm. You know, so you get a kind of a whole international experience. Um, plus, you you kind of get to ideally you get to see a different environment as well. Well, it's lovely. Yeah. So it's good. And sit on the beach at the weekend as well. And sit on the beach when, <laughs> the, when there's no hurricanes coming through, which there were <laughs> regularly, fairly regularly. Yeah. Brilliant. So yeah, before we wrap up today, um, yeah. is there anything you want to share around what's on the horizon for OSB? Any particular scoops you want to share today? No, I, th <laughs> I, th I think uh, you know. I, I think it's um, yeah. It's it's been a it's been a really really kind of uh, for me personally interesting six months. I think um, you know for for me I think we've worked really well with our our intermediaries over the last six months or so, and I think that that's really what we want to be what we want to be doing. I think none of us can kind of second guess what's what's happening from a from a macro perspective. So, so trying to be consistent, um, trying to be open, um, you know, trying to kind of maintain our, our, our kind of a relevancy of product range across the lending businesses. That, that's pretty much kind of what, what's, what's going to continue. And in, mm -hmm. and in the background, um, you know, try and, and, and invest in the, in the digital experience we, that, that we've been kind of uh, we've been touching on and through this, this conversation. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we're doing we're doing a lot of work to to focus on the the kind of what happens to to clients at the end of the maturity on on mortgages, mm -hmm. um, and again, obviously, you know, make make that kind of maturity experience as as kind of um, appealing as possible in terms mm -hmm. of attractiveness of product, um, but also ease of service and, and, and experience as well, um, because I think that's that's a particularly critical part of the business is to make sure that it's not just about you know, originating. It's actually about a kind of a lifetime, you know, lifetime relationship with a, with an intermediary and a borrower, mm. um, and 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 just trying to kind of smooth the the pathways. Uh, I think we've got pretty progressive uh, approach across all of the lending brands, mm -hmm. um, but there's a lot to, that we can do to to kind of improve that experience as well. So that that's that's been given a focus cool. as well. So good busy year ahead then. Lots lots to do. Uh, yeah, lot, lots going on. Um, and and I'm very lucky to have so many different lending businesses mm. with which to to kind of work as well, which mm. is which is great. So. Um, yeah, you can say maybe we sit down in a year's time, Mark, and, uh, and and do a review of what's happened in the last year. Sounds like a good idea. Probably, to me. I'll put it's probably completely diary. different to, <laughs> to what we predict now. Cool. Well, thanks a lot for coming in today and uh, sharing. That's been super interesting, and um, thanks to our audience for listening.